Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I'm doing the show tonight with my good friends, John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. Greetings. Hey there. And uh, yeah, we're uh, we're going to talk about uh, some local, national, and maybe even some international stuff. Who knows? Depends on uh, how distractible we are tonight. But uh, if you'd like to... Uh, uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's setting the bar kind of high for us, but there it is. <laughs> Ooh, shiny thing. Right. What? Where? 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 <laughs> Look, it's over there. What? <laughs> squirrel? Darn it. <laughs> oh, that squirrel. I'll get him someday. Not if I see him first. Ooh. Anyway. Uh, bark, oh. bark, 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 bark. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I swear, you know, like no one will ever, ever make a biographic movie about our lives. But if they did. You and I would both have to be played by Muppets. The whole movie would be Muppets if I yeah, had anything probably. to say about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with one exception, though. You know, like, it's all Muppets except for, I don't know, Adam Driver or something. Why would Adam Driver be in a movie about our lives? I don't know, just because it's fun to, like, have, have him in contrast to the Muppets. I don't know. Just, just there in the back, just being Adam Driver? Maybe, just hanging out? Could no be playing lines. somebody. I don't no know. Lines. No blocking I, or anything. Just stand I, over there. Be Adam. You can be on your phone. Just I, don't I mention en- the Muppets. Don't say anything. I, <laughs> I enjoy the 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 little meme or whatever it is where it's like, you know, re, you know, a movie, but you're recasting it so everybody's a Muppet except for one of the human actors stays. And I just, I like the idea of recasting the, uh, the new Star Wars trilogy, you know, where he stays as Kylo Ren and everyone else is a Muppet. You know, I'm like that. That sounds pretty great. Does he, <laughs> does he still like, like take his shirt off and everything? Yeah. yeah He's still, then. it's Adam Driver. He's just, yeah. you know. <laughs> Boy's thick. What? Yeah. I didn't even know. <laughs> I had no idea either, but yeah, apparently he's a very fit young man. Anyway. Um, yes, fit. That's what I said. Yes. Um, so if if folks would like to get in touch with us about uh, Adam Driver or which Muppets we should be or whether or not uh, – uh, which of us would be Jim Henson and which of us would be Frank Oz. Um, I think we all know what that's going to be. Yeah. I I, I think yeah. we all know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, so um, if I'm lucky, I'm Carol Spinney really. Um but uh, uh, anyway, you can email us, uh, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com or at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter or facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. And uh, yeah, and I just want to mention to folks uh, that it's about 17, 16, 17 weeks and change. I, I forgot to write it down, but uh, the uh, primary elections here in Massachusetts are, you know, Several months away, September 6th, so got a little time to think about what you, who you want to vote for and find out about the candidates and the races and everything. And the general election in 2022 is on November 8th, 
So again, we got plenty of time there. Um, oh, um, Mike, I, I forgot to mention that May 5th, uh, here in Northampton, there will be a candidates night at Smith Folk um, High School. And I don't, they're all the, um, what do you call it, constitutional offices. That's how they announced it. I don't think they know fully all the um, statewide offices that'll be represented. But if you like to go to those things, they're in person. So you actually get to see people and ask questions. So So it'd be governor, lieutenant governor, state representatives, Congress, that kind of thing? Yeah, maybe sheriff. I I don't know. They just had one that had um, the governor. Well, it only had... um, uh, uh, Sonia Chang Diaz, as she's running for governor on the Democratic side, as is Maura mm. Healy, but uh, Maura Healy didn't make it um, this this past week. And then there were like six or seven lieutenant governor. I've never seen so many people running for lieutenant governor. It was wild, and they mm. were all Democrats. Of course, I go to see what the enemy's up to. So, but mm. yeah, Sonia Chang Diaz <laughs> is interesting. I'm hearing hey. good things about her and. And it, it, it's yeah. interesting because, you know, I, I have a positive opinion of, of Maura Healy. So yeah. we'll have to see, uh, have to check them out. But uh, I, I like the idea of having two good choices. Yeah. Well, if you like AOC, I think you'll like Sonia Chang Diaz because she is good on her feet. Oh, the crowd. Well, that's so, a plus. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I was, I was surprised. You know, I thought it'd be a sleepy night and it was not. So, but the, um, they're going to, I think it's a uh, year democratic committee you i say you you guys because i'm a republican but i think they organize it they do a really good job organizing events so you can you know really know who these candidates are and then they hang around at the end so you can talk to them and ask questions so it's good by the way the um mass primary uh is uh is september 6 Six? yes that's i believe i said that but uh, it, oh you worth- said you didn't write it down or something I said I didn't write down how many weeks away that was. Oh, I couldn't okay. remember if it was sixteen or seventeen weeks, but it's it's quite a ways away still, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but everybody should um, register the vote as soon as you can. Um, there are there are a lot of different ways to register, including uh, at your local DMV, but you shouldn't be going to crowded places because there's still a pandemic. So you can go online and that link will be in the apps uh, on the website and in the episode description. If you are listening on podcast later. Yes. Uh, so uh, just, uh, so, uh, Ludlow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was trying to remember what I was, what we were going to talk about. Let's start with uh, with news here, very locally to us in Ludlow, Massachusetts, where a federal lawsuit has been filed. Uh, I didn't get the names of the of the of the litigants, the complainants, but uh, it's is it two sets of parents? Two sets of parents filed a lawsuit in federal court, uh, claiming because that they're the up, they're upset are- that. That uh, the sorry. schools are well, they're upset that the schools are not being sufficiently mean to their kids or something. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. uh, they uh, filed the lawsuit um, in federal court claiming that the Paul R. Baird Middle School did not keep them in the loop when discussing their children's gender identities, uh, gender identities, including requests to call them by different names and using different pronouns. And this is. I find that sense a little confusing that it's the uh, the children are requesting to be called by different names and different pronouns, not the parents. Right. Um, 
So, uh, and the parents, uh, attorney said the school is actively hiding information about how students are self-identifying, what names they want to be used as. So in other words, the school is saying if, you know, my daughter, Stephanie wants to be called Steve, the school should not only tell me about that, they shouldn't actually call, call my kid, Steve. They should keep calling my kid, Stephanie. I don't know the names of the parents, but that's fine because I I don't want people to know the names of the parents, therefore the names of the kids. That's a good point. So, um, this, uh, also included in the court documents. Oh, by the way, uh, um, According to the lawsuit, defendant's protocol, meaning the school's protocol and practice of concealing from parents information related to their children's gender identity and efforts to affirm a discordant student gender gender identity at school violates parents' fundamental rights. Um, Also, and I'm reading off of uh, westernmassnews.com, also included in the court documents was an email one of the students sent to the teachers and staff. It read in part, I have an announcement to make, and I trust you guys with this information. I am genderqueer. Basically, it means I use any program pronouns other than it, 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 it's. Uh, this also means I have a name change. My new name will be blank. If uh-huh. you dead name me or use any pronouns I am not comfortable with, I will, I will politely tell you. I'm telling you this because I feel like I can trust you. Mm. And the the kid in the school's like, all right, okay, basically. <laughs> and obviously, the child didn't want to tell their parents for some reason. No, the kid or didn't. No, they they didn't knew. Tell. They knew. Um, well, the, the parents are just mad. <laughs> the 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 thing is that um, at least one set of the parents, the there was a kid that was uh, not. Um, was acting really despondent, really sad, and uh, the counselor called him in. They're like, uh, this, and, and the kid had told the counselor that they were having um, uh, issues thinking about their gender and about their identity, and the, and the, the counselor was like, hey, parents, this is important. Your kid uh, needs help, and um, I just wanted to let you know. And the, and the parents were like, cool, thanks. We'll get them a psychiatrist. <laughs> And help him with this weird thing, this mental health thing that they have. Bye. And then the student was like, screw that, and emailed the school. Um, the school, yeah. They which didn't is want to keep it secret. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the school's like, ah. So um, from the website, they're uh, – um, their policy transgender and gender nonconforming students may decide to discuss and express their gender identity openly and may decide when, with whom, and how much to share, share private information. If a student is under 14 and is not yet in the ninth grade, the student's parent alone has the authority to decide on disclosures and other student record matters. Uh, these, two, these two kids were apparently under 14 Hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't, the thing is that, uh, the student parent alone has authority to decide on disclosures and other student record matters. That doesn't mean any, like from my reading, that doesn't say like, I can't say, listen, I use he, his, can you do that? And and the teacher's like, yeah, you know, 
but I'm yep. still going to write like I still have to dead name you on your records because that's what the law is or that's what the policy yeah, unless is. Unless your parents, you know, take unless you to your parents are cool with it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, if the, if a kid has a nickname, you can call him the nickname. No, his name's yeah. Jackson. I'm calling him Jay. No uh-huh. lawsuit, you know, like. <laughs> but everybody not, calls him It's Skip. not as flippant, but still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. This is Massachusetts. I'm that? sure there's a Sully in a class someplace. No. <laughs> no. There is a Sully everywhere. <laughs> So everywhere, <laughs> usually Sully Jr. and Senior too. Yeah, yeah. there's <laughs> big, yeah. like Big Jennifer, Little Jennifer, <laughs> you know, like whatever. But yeah, yeah the parents are all said, are all pissed off. So whatever. Man, I'm trying to remember. There was some historical figure I was just looking up the other day, and I don't remember who it was now. But they the the thing that struck me is in school. Their classmate, this guy's classmates, nicknamed him Cal, which was short for Caligula, because they're like, this guy is a monster. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. It's like, okay. <laughs> you sure it wasn't Putin? No, it was, I believe it was someone American. Yikes. Oh, there you go. But Yikes. Just yikes yeah. all over the place yeah yeah up and down dear school please do not call my son caligula <laughs> oh my god and the teacher i can understand telling the teachers not to do that but you know i don't know anyway Jesus. Uh, yeah. so oh my goodness um Ludlow anyway was a middle school Ludlow was uh, a middle school yeah this yeah. is a middle school because the, so. the florida stuff that was um kindergarten to third grade i think right uh yeah the florida one is kindergarten to third grade uh the texas one except what the florida thing is kindergarten to to third grade except it says uh it 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 also specifies that things have to be discussed in an age-appropriate manner at Ah. all grades and of course what's age-appropriate well who gets to decide that Um, and i think the i think ron DeSantis has in mind that it should be him just him oh. specifically. <laughs> Probably just him specifically. Just him specifically. That's it. He he's like he has to sign off and everything um throughout the state. Excellent. Excellent stuff. God that man. Yeah. And now he's yeah. taking on Disney, so he really he's really interested in kids' oh, things. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, and Disney controls the Muppets, so it actually sig- circles back. <laughs> yeah, they they well, I don't think they'd make a Muppet for Ron DeSantis. I think they'd just, you know. They don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he'll hold like a bomb or something, like exploding fish. Give him exploding fish. Mm, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I think a Republican would be more business um, uh, proponent savvy. than what he's just done to, to Disney. Yeah. Well, just supportive <gasps> of business. It gets I mean, back to what I've the- been saying about how Republicans don't have principles, they just have desires. Because that seems to be how the Republican Party is operating these days. It's just they want what they yeah. want, and whatever they have to do to get it, right now, they will do that. And if that means, you know, whatever they said 10 minutes ago is now not true, then that's what they'll do. Oh, my God. Well, he's, I can't I'm- believe he did. 
Disney didn't. Disney used to be pretty right wing. I mean, when the oh, Disney's it, were around, it, it, it still is. <laughs> you know, it's a well, giant no, corporate can, behemoth. Of course, it's right wing. <laughs> it wants yeah. things to stay the same and keep breaking in our our sweet sweet cash. <laughs> I don't well, know if that's true. like a really a political they, thing as much as a business thing, which can be different. Well, it, uh, business in, and politics. In, I mean, think about how Disney g- gives to political campaigns and how they've lobbied hard for our copyright laws to change and whatnot. Yeah, you know, Disney's yeah, Disney's but, absolutely in politics. I didn't. But not no, in I didn't. Florida. Say, They're not doing it in Florida anymore. They they've stopped all political can, um, contributions. Yeah, we'll see they've, how because that they took they've paused. They took, on, yeah. they took on "Don't Say Gay." I mean, that's basically yeah. what happened. Is they uh, they were um, supportive of. Of um, yeah, turning over that law eventually yeah. when they yeah. when they start when their employees start walking on everything. By the way, I was gasping yeah. because fifty minutes ago, um, there is a report from the BBC. Florida lawmakers have voted to strip Walt Disney of his special self governing status amid a political clash yes. between the company that yeah it's actually you guys didn't, voted. They yeah, actually they actually did it. Yeah, you guys didn't know that. No, I thought we. I thought I said that earlier. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. We were just no, talking this, about how it could happen. No, it it has happened. Yeah, well, no, they, they, they sent that to DeSantis' desk for him to sign. Jesus, so, it's going to yeah. happen next year, um, June first, twenty twenty three. That's yeah. when all of Florida has to take over, um, paying for all the fire department and police and everything in that area. Good job, Ron square DeSantis. miles. Well, and a, square miles, and, a, and apparently, and which, be- which town is it that has to do all that? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's <laughs> a, that's a question. Town in, in the Orlando. So, my, so I think it's the Shady Creek Authority. I think is what is the area is the Shady Creek self governing zone, and the uh, apparently uh, because Disney was able to effectively function as a, a, a civic government there, uh, it also has. I think the number was two billion dollars in municipal bonds, effectively. Oh, that wow. they floated really, and uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, the you know Governor DeSantis will try and make whatever he wants to have happen happen, but um, I mean, uh, you know, I, you know, good luck getting Disney to 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 shell out the money for that uh, if they don't want to, <laughs> and. If I were Disney, I'd be like, well, all right, if you're going to take away our civic, you know, the the thing that makes Disney World pop- possible the way it is, then okay, fine. Yeah. Here's $2 billion in, in bills to pay. And, uh, <laughs> and, if, and and the more Florida gets, gets sticky about it, the more Disney can say, well, you know, I mean, there are other things we can do, other places we can go, other investments we can make. So I don't know about that. They're entrenched in Florida. Yep. Sure. And well, it, there's and there are, are, all, the, all the wetlands acts that they didn't have to deal with in the 60s. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, Florida, uh, Disney apparently has actually been pretty good about water conservation and so forth in, in the wetlands. But, uh, but, but, but a lot but of the conservation, you can't turn a wetlands into a drylands, and that's what they were doing. Because, yeah. you know, they built islands, and they were like China in the South China Sea, right? They just... It's quite an operation there. I don't know if you've ever been For there, sure. but I never have. No. Um, I, I, yeah. I really don't want to go to Florida. Um, I've been there. <laughs> I live there. It's hot. It's humid. It's got alligators. I mean, I mean, and, boy, and it was super hot. But, and Florida uh, man. Boy, I mean, po- the, poisonous toads. 
I mean, the the Disney World, um, as it as it was when I was a kid, it was it was like pretty fun. Um, yeah, I got a figment. I still have my figment doll up here. Um, cool. However, huh? I what? said cool. Yeah. However, um, the thing that I know is that Disney, uh, one of the main things that like the main thing that makes Disney money is its uh-huh. theme parks. Everything yeah. else really? they do, everything else they do, movies, TV, like anything with IP, anything like that, it is to drive uh, their entertainment, like actual the parks around the world and their cruise lines. That stuff, that is what brings in the money. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, interesting. So, so in, the words, in other words, the billions ticket. of dollars they make from Marvel star wars the muppets all that stuff pixar it's like that's all Snow White. it's like maybe 25 percent of their of their profits fascinating i didn't yeah. know that it's insane interesting yeah so like I that, that's why i say like when when they when they're entrenched in florida they can't just move there's oh, way I know they, too much stuff going on they will they will they, stay there especially since they can't just move, but you just know that uh, other states will probably be like, you know, there's no reason why you can't. You know, California might be like, there's no reason why you can't expand Disneyland if Florida's oh, yeah. going to be they, jerks. They to might you. expand Disney. They might put more money into Disneyland, even did though like Disneyland is huge Col- anyway. But yeah, uh, did, did you hear what Colorado did? They made a bid for Disney. <laughs> they made a bid for them. <laughs> I mean, Colorado. Uh, Putting <laughs> it's a, a little cold there in the winter. Well, oh, they could make, know, a, they could make an, a an alpine thing. Disney. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, but you notice Disney, Disney World, and Disneyland are in places that can be open year round. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. But they can anyway. make a little like winter Disney, whatever you know, like just his frozen and yeah. like other yeah. ice themed things, you know. But um, yeah, that like they're their offices all of the all everything is just like the, and if they actually do this they probably won't move and what will happen is they'll say cool well you'll we'll pay our fair share we'll pay our taxes and yeah. anything and else provide the yeah. thirty thousand police that we need to cover yeah, anything else like that that's <laughs> your problem and then they'll just wait for another government because yeah. disney is forever at this point so they can wait out governments that's what they do that's that's funny you say that because i heard on a um a talking head um i forget his name and he said exactly that he said governors come and go corporations are there forever oh yeah and it's like yeah (laughs) like once a corporation gets to a certain status like like disney or like Microsoft or some, or, you know, like, like Apple or something like once they get big enough, they are now an institution. Yeah. Especially Disney who literally owns all of our childhoods. Like pretty much. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I think about a lot of my childhood was defined by corporate properties. So like they own Star Wars, which was certainly mm -hmm. big to me as a kid, the Muppets, big to me as a kid. Uh, you know, yeah, some of the Disney cartoons I certainly cared about. They don't mm-hmm. own like the the Looney Tunes, and they don't own Star Trek, but um, uh, nope, or Monty Python, is, but, but all, or Doctor Who. Um, but yeah, in, 
in or in Orlando and around the surrounding areas, Lion Country Safari, there's a whole bunch of other businesses that are just totally reliant on the traffic that yep. Um, yep. Disneyland brings. And they're screaming bloody murder because they're like, don't mess with this. Oh, we are, sure. you know, co- COVID has almost killed us and Disney's just, you know, reopening and yeah, it's wicked. And Northampton, Coca-Cola was kind of like that, but they're leaving. And they, yeah, well, they're really, it, it's like two, is it a third of the revenues for the water department? Come from something Coca-Cola? like that. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big part of it. Yeah. It's, of course, we'll get a third of our water back, so we won't have all these water shortages. But eh. I'm just but, saying. <laughs> Co- the, the, well, Coca-Cola, you know, signed a, a long, t- a long-term deal with various tax breaks and whatnot, and they are have announced that they will leave when that long-term deal expires. Yeah. Uh, you know, they basically came in here while you know. Like like to save money, and now that it's 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 over, they're like, all right, well, we'll we'll go and get somebody else to give us that kind of a tax break, and so long. So farewell. I wonder what Jada Louise Pierre is going to do with that. <laughs> I wonder if she'll try and hold on to them. I don't know. I think it's a done deal. But I mean, leaving. But. I'm I they uh, last I heard was they announced that they are planning to leave. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure the 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 city of Northampton would rather Coca-Cola not leave and take the jobs with them, but I, I think there's a certain amount of, you know, well, uh, well, and the infrastructure too that they put in for yeah. them to be able to get all the you water. Know. By Coke the way, if uh, more power. if anybody yeah. wants to hear more about this, uh, as we were talking about it, we had a show we we had a show that focused on it in. Um, last year uh in august yep. that's uh so if you go to civilpoliticsradio.com and just look for uh civil politics on uh august 6 2021 it's called bottling no more then you can hear more about it hmm. and that's actually a nice place to sort of take our mid-show break so our listeners can run off and listen to uh, 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 one of our archive episodes during the break before they listen to the second half of tonight's show. That's that's right. how that works. That's yeah. We'll break for an hour. That's great. <laughs> well, not live on radio, but if you're listening to us as a podcast later or something, yeah, you know, I yeah, don't know. They can- they can pause it. They can pause it. Go to the other one. Never. It's certainly yeah. fine with me if they do. But anyway, we're no going to take a moment. Continuous play. Some, play. <laughs> we, right. Just stream that one after this one. So we're going to take some uh, a few minutes to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs and satisfy the, the FCC. And then we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We will be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player, each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. to Evidence-Based Radio, Science and Skepticism from a Feminist and Socialist Perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we are back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow doing the show with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. Yo. And yo. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, uh, Florida isn't the only state that's got a uh, governor who's uh, uh, really wants to. Yeah, that, 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 that's certainly a way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a governor who wants to make a political point and uh is it finds that more important than um you know making sure that the state's finances are handled well or think th- thinks about like the uh consequences for uh the the people of that state because of the temper tantrum that particular governor wants to wants to have in this case governor abbott uh upset because you know we got to control our borders because you know People with brown skin who don't necessarily speak English as a first language or at least do so with an accent that they find funny uh, could be coming into this country and somehow like polluting everything or something. Anyway, for some reason, that's bad. And uh, uh, they, you know, the federal government isn't doing enough to, uh, uh, you know, punish or otherwise obstruct these uh, people who wish to come to our country. So uh, th- he's decided that um, uh, he's going to set up supplementary checkpoints uh, past the border in Texas, which, of course, as the governor of the state, he has the authority to do, and uh, basically check on, uh, you know, check the trucks that are coming in, make sure there's nobody stowing away, trying to smuggle in migrants or whatever. Um, and uh this was tremendously unpopular because it was creating tremendous log jams at all the Texas border crossings and costing people a lot of money because there were supply delays, uh, perishable goods were spoiling in the trucks. And um, yeah, so anyway, uh, the the backlash was intense enough that after a few days he stopped. But um, well, supposedly I don't know. he nego- negotiated um, um, 
something with Mexico where they did a couple of things that he wanted them to do. That was yeah. His, there are a couple of his line. There are a couple of Mexican states that are across the across the border from Texas and supposedly yeah. negotiated with the governors of those states. But uh-huh. um, well, and then and then um, I think they can't inspect because it's the state. They can't inspect the what's in the cargo, but they can check the tires and they can make sure they have all their triangles and their DOT certifications are in order and all that. They could do like a safety spec, but I don't think they can do a, a content check. That would probably would in, he, infringe on the federal power to regulate interstate commerce. Yeah. I mean, you still can hold the truck there and cause trouble. And, you know, how many have defective? I mean, look at the trucks that get stopped here. They they always find something. They just they just do. So, But then didn't he turn around and, and take some immigrants to Washington or something? Was it Texas that did that? Yes, Texas they, uh, put a bunch of people who uh, uh, I think they were refugees who'd come to the United States and uh, in Texas. And so they just put them on buses and drove them. We apparently it took three days to drive them from Texas to Washington, D.C. A group of undocumented migrants hmm. uh, is getting but there. There are um, and this is both of these things were uh, because he's all mad about uh, Title 42 um being uh oh, gotta being be. yep. yeah uh the immigration policy meant to keep covid-19 out of the US tech quote unquote um even though it was instituted by the Trump administration before covid-19 was a thing i think it was i think i think this specific thing, thing was was uh the 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 policy of of having people stay in the um like in a country other than America when they're trying to to get here. That was that was before COVID. This was yeah, actually Stephen like Miller was floating COVID. that idea in twenty nineteen, I believe. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, um, this is the the C D C says there's a health reason to do this. So and yeah. Trump used it immediately. Yeah. The minute the minute it was available, they 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 jumped on it. So Title forty two well, stopped starts- asylum seekers from entering the United States. That's because of the COVID-19 worry. But uh, experts say that um, COVID-19 cases and border crossings actually went up because of it. Hmm. Good stuff. Good hmm. stuff all around. Yeah. Well, uh, I know Ellis Island, that used to be one of the things they were doing. That's why you were stopped in Ellis Island. They checked to make sure you didn't have tuberculosis or something else. I mean, that was that's sort of been a long-standing approach but Title 42, it's so strange because here's a Republican governor that's trying to stop this. And then, you know, the Republican um, judge in, was it Florida, that overturned the mask mandate? Yes, it was a Florida judge. Going the other way. Mm-hmm. So now now they, they, you know, Abbott doesn't want him to come in, but the judge in Florida wants him not to wear a mask if they do come in. I mean, it's like. I'm just I feel whipsawed so by my party. Yep. And that was a, sure that was another judge uh, who was ranked as unqualified by the National Bar Association or the American Bar Association, uh, appointed by yeah. uh, former President Trump. Uh, Never oh. been a judge. Never tried a case. Never and I the youngest judge that he appointed to the bench. Oh, and I forgot to check he, on thirties. Like uh, yeah. And I forgot to check on uh, uh, what's the latest with Judge Jeffrey Brown, a federal judge down in Florida, who back in January, uh, the one who uh, insisted that uh, 
the uh, U.S. Navy couldn't uh, require uh, service personnel uh, to uh, get COVID vaccines, and then insisted right. that they couldn't they couldn't uh, dismiss a. Uh, the commander of a, one of their ships from uh, from his post because of his uh, refusal to obey lawful orders and all that other stuff. I haven't seen the latest on that. I forgot to check until just yeah. now. But, you know, once again, it's a Republican appointed judge out of Florida. So um, activists, our judges are sometimes very activist. Yes, but I thought you guys didn't like judicial activism. <laughs> well, mm. and didn't we just then we just cancel Disney. We we're going for the cancel culture too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we t- we we basically go go on the attack against you guys, and then we do it ourselves. So there you go. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's a strange time in Puerto Rico, another it's- another. U.S. Yep. Well, U.S. territory, not a state. Yeah, they just um, and it was all oh, the Supreme Court's seven, ruling eight to eight. one that uh, supplemental security, Social Security supplemental income didn't have to be um, uh, doesn't have to be uh, given to uh, people living in Puerto Rico. Yeah, because they're living in Puerto yeah. Rico. Which means yeah, if I, I were getting I, SSI and I moved from Massachusetts to Puerto Rico, the state could – the government could suddenly be like, well, now that you're living elsewhere in the United States, where you're no longer getting this federal program. Oh, they're mm-hmm. – it's separate but but not that equal. Well, but the guy who the, – the guy the, the guy who lost this case, he was living in New York and mm-hmm. he was – got on SSI after some accident or whatever uh, – before he moved to Puerto Rico, so like he was, oh, he was getting SSI in New York, moved back to Puerto <laughs> yeah. Rico to live with family, and then the the government it. under uh, and I believe under President Biden basically was like, no, 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 that's not cool. Uh, certainly, it might well have been under President Trump, but certainly the Biden administration solicitor general uh, continued to to argue the case. So yeah, and it just came back from SCOTUS right this week. Yeah. To, today, I believe, Sonia, this afternoon. Yes. As we're Sonia recording this, we're recording this on Thursday, the 21st. So, yeah, so this week, Sonia Sotomayor was the one who voted against it. Mayor. Yes. Yeah. 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 Good job, everybody. I mean, <laughs> I tell you, I'm more and more confused every day. I must be old. <laughs> About what? Just, you know, our laws, it doesn't feel like there's a consistency. You know, I'm a law and order person, right? And it's like, wait, you're arguing what? But over here, you're arguing this. I, I'm sure there's some details that we're, you know, that we need to understand for the Puerto Rico disability case. But it, it's sometimes it's mind boggling that I have to say the one thing is Ukraine probably has um, unified us and it may it may save uh, Macron in the French election. The, oh, the that's true too. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Let's back up for a second. Go ahead. Ukraine has done Sorry, what? Went... So Ukraine, the war in Ukraine has unified NATO, has unified some of the stuff that our Congress is doing. They've actually, they actually, they have to produce some more money pretty soon. We, we don't have any more money to send or arms to send Ukraine after this week. The last tranche Biden just did this week. So the Congress has to act again, but it has... Our Congress on both sides of the aisle have been united by that, and I'm I'm basically making the argument that the French election may also be um, uh, Macron may win because of Le Pen. Well, 
I don't know if you guys saw the debate. Um, I think they just had a different. When when's the election? My French isn't a, good enough they, to be able to follow that debate. The, the election, <laughs> the runoff is on oh. Saturday, um, so yes. the twenty third. Yeah, this this coming Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and so she's done better this time because. Uh, well, they fascism don't know is on the rise. She came in second with about twenty three percent of the vote in the first round of of voting. Um, but there were several other candidates. Mr. Macron came in first with, I think, around 26 percent. And the uh, uh, socialist candidate, I think, got 20 to 22 percent. So oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he came in third. He did well. He just didn't do as well as Marine Le Pen. Apparently, um, apparently Marine Le Pen has a lot of support out in the sort of the countryside of, of France. Uh, the small Shocking. towns and whatnot, M- much like uh, the Republican Party's base is increasingly in in you know small, rural, isolated white areas. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, she has well, been trying she... to get into the pre- into the presidency and into higher office for years now, uh, following and, in her father's footsteps. Yep, and she hasn't even come close. But this, this, yes, now, yes, apparently. Excellent. Yeah. What were you going to say, Sue? Sorry. Um, uh, but it, in the debate, Macron, I didn't listen to it in French. I, I saw the snippets on um, you know, as translated. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He, Crème brûlée. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Not a not a dessert of uh, of having loans. I guess she still got yeah. loans from Russia from the two thousand. Le Front National got got loans from a Russian bank. Yeah, yeah, and she still owes a lot on them. I mean, it's yeah. not like it's paid off or anything. So yeah, I thought he did yeah. a really good job. Sort of. Yeah, Macron called her out her. for how are you going to confront Putin when he's your banker. Um, it's also oh. worth noting. Yeah, it's it's also. We, I mean, of course, Hillary Clinton said something similar to Donald Trump, but um, but it's also worth noting that uh, 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 Le Pen is um, not uh, uh, is much less critical of Russia's invasion of Ukraine than uh, yeah. everybody else in France. So, yeah. Well, you know, so I wonder how much of I wonder woman. if she's like Where's yes we need to denazify that's right wait Nazis are bad right 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 we're Vichy right that's different yeah what were you saying Sue I was just saying that when Hillary said it about Trump that was a woman saying it but when Macron says it about Le Pen it's a man saying it and you know that always it's like fifty to one so, ooh you know, yeah he said she said yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, he's he's pretty fast on his feet, though. He's he's a good debater, so seems to it'll be. be interesting if if he if he loses, that's going to be huge for NATO, which yeah. I don't think he will lose. But you know, NATO is I'd, holding I'd, together. I'd, it's going to be a squeaker. I don't think he's going to lose either. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, but the uh, I, I think there's a fairly strong block of leftists in France still. And I think they I think they regard Mr. Macron with about the same level of affection that many younger, more active voters in the United States regard President Biden. But I think they also look at it and say like, oh, okay, well, we can hold our nose and vote for Macron or we can let Marine Le Pen, you know, the head of the Front National, you know, 
noted anti-Semite fascist Nazi sympathizer, you know, <laughs> person who wants yeah. to bring back the Vichy government, basically. All right, fine. Yes, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll go in the Mark Mark said we had to make common cause with the bourgeoisie for a while, so okay. <laughs> Well, you know, um, Northampton's looking at going to, um, um, what do you call it, rank rank order voting. Rank choice. Rank yeah. choice. Mm-hmm. Rank choice. Yeah. But Fran- I, France doesn't have that, right? They, this is a runoff. So they ran two elections. To get yes, to, they, they, to get they don't have instant runoff. They have a runoff runoff. Yeah. Yes. Runoff runoff, which is what Northampton has right now. So. Polling uh, puts, uh, polling puts uh, Macron at... Uh, Winning with fifty five percent. Oh, okay. So, hopefully, especially margin. after the the debate, apparently he he smacked around. So, um, yeah, in a so, nice yeah. way. <laughs> no, <laughs> not <nice> physically. <laughs> not on a Will well, Smith you know, way. Oh, Jesus well, Christ, man! <laughs> yeah, men men have to be careful around women. It, it's very interesting, and the same is true women. You know, sometimes a female candidate can't can't just scream at a guy. I mean, not scream, but be really strong, or they mm. call him strident. The same thing happens in reverse. I yep. mean, he could have been seen as a cad, and he wasn't. He was, you know, factual and and respectful, but really called well, around. Carl, he doesn't really. I've never really seen him like get really like pissed off. Yeah, I'm you know? not. Yeah. He's not, not very a, excitable. Yeah. I don't know that he's very exciting either, but, you know, whatever. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a problem for well, the French electorate, not, my, yeah. not me. Yeah. So, I was going to say that's like Biden. Yes. Uh, Biden Give me a is, grenade. is indeed still a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had two two little tidbits here. One is um, JFK. It, she had one. Yeah, of course. Uh, profiles in profiles in coverage. They announced the award winners this week, um, and the category is defending democracy. And they have five of them. I was just going to read them to you if you want me to. Okay. Uh, Zelensky, Zelensky, sure. Of course. Uh, Liz Cheney for January sixth committee. Uh-huh. Uh, these other ones you won't know the names. Uh, Jocelyn Benson, Democrat, Michigan Secretary of State for holding the line against challenges to the vote. Mm-hmm. Rusty mm-hmm. Bow- Bowers, a Republican from Arizona, uh, state uh, in the Congress in Arizona, you know, Arizona State Congress. He's the speaker and he held the line against um, vote challengers. And mm-hmm. a woman named um, Wandria. And I think it's Shave or Chavez Moss, and she's an elections department employee in Fulton County, Georgia, and she held the line in the recent elections. I thought that was interesting that JFK mm. um, grabbed that. We talked a little bit about Kenyon College and unions. We didn't talk about that some more. And then um, I had a really good note from Ukraine. Or I liked it. You guys will probably like it. Um, so there's this this fellow on the news uh, yesterday. His um, he's a Ukrainian and he went back to his apartment after the, the Russians left and they had stolen his AirPods. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah among, him down. a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, he did better than that. He took it to the uh, to the Ukrainian army and they watched him and he went back to Belarus and they followed him all the way to where he went and came back into um, into Ukraine down by the Donbass. 
Yeah, they used them to track it. it oh, that's excellent. Uh, Wait, you yeah. mean use the I, Find My Apple Product app to yes. track this Russian yes. soldier? It's amazing. That's yes. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so they knew exactly where they were and where they were going. I thought that's brilliant. And, you know, it's like, oh, my God. I just, I love stories like that. Oh, here's another one. I had no idea. Uh, here's another one. There was a there's a millionaire that that like left his mansion in Ukraine. Um, he saw on his on his cameras that Russian soldiers were there, and then he told the Ukrainian government to bomb his house. Wow! Really? Oh, that's <laughs> like good. they're right there. They're using it as a base. Get them. And they're yeah. like, all right. Get them now. <laughs> I yeah, saw this on I Reddit and someone was just like, dude's built different. And like, yeah, that guy's built different. Yeah. That guy's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some people fumigate their house. Some people just bomb it into rubble. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, <laughs> I'm honestly, if I was a millionaire and I had a house, this probably paid off. And, so, and some invaders were in my house. I'd be like, worth it screw them get them yeah yeah well you're gonna renovate anyway right yeah yeah i mean he still owns the land well (laughs) i i I certainly certainly i think he he could also have a case of like you know hey so when i file for you know like homeowner's insurance to you know to to be able to rebuild you guys will back me right (laughs) oh yeah he'll probably get a a kickstarter campaign and they'll just people just give him the money for being so good about it could be but i'd rather it came from the insurance companies but yeah uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, can you imagine being disgusting. an insurance company in Ukraine? Sorry? I think I'd be, uh, if you were an insurance company in Ukraine, you're like, oh, no, we don't cover wars. Insurance companies don't, actually. Most, yeah. like, if you checked insurance policies here in the U.S., I believe they don't cover acts of war. So, you know. Well, it's amazing uh, what they don't cover. You know, if the well, rain comes down, it. But if it's a flood, then if it blows in the window, then it's it's all of that's all disclaimed. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. The, all those clauses. Did you guys see the DNC is going to have Iowa not be the first anymore? No, first I didn't. Caucus. But white. Yeah, but, they they've opened they've opened and they said it's too white. It's too white good. and not representative. So they've opened it up. Um, so in twenty twenty four, any state can apply good well i hope they uh they're gonna gonna decide it um by mid-july this year so good i i also hope they insist that they don't have uh any caucuses or primaries before say you know the uh uh, spring equinox just because like come on guys you're voting at the beginning of november let's (laughs) you know push it back Let's well, let yeah. Let's have them be have the primaries and whatnot be closer to the election than you know, like a year. Well, that really depends, <laughs> honestly. Uh, like yeah, it helps on, a candidate that doesn't have a lot of money. If it's a little bit, you can you can get a momentum going. Whereas if it's like the whole Super Tuesday, a lot of people can't do eighty states at once. I mean, that's why they do I can't it. do 80 they, states they, at once. In fact, I defy anyone to do 80 <laughs> states here in this country. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the thing is that with uh, it, like it, even with like a governor's race or something, because there there are governor's races that are going to be um, their primaries are going to be in like May or June, you know, um, but the it depends on the size of the state. 
depends on the, the media markets, like how how much they can they can go across the state and, and meet with people and camp and actually campaign. I'd rather have a longer stretch of primary to actual vote if it if it meant that the candidates could actually campaign instead of just dumping money onto TV stations, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'd totally rather you- that. The the order has been, as you guys know, for you guys, for um, the Democrats, Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina. So who knows who will vie to be first and how they'll decide. Uh, I mean, for caucuses, that's really specific. Like how many states have caucuses now? Not that many. Yeah. I mean, New Hampshire I, I, has to be first. It's their law. It's the law. They, like they, yeah, they're going to take it away from them. They will they, move. Well, the New Hampshire state law says we will move our primary to whenever we have to in order for it to be first in the nation. Yeah. So selfish. I, yeah, I, I, I think I think the DNC can change that. I think that's what they're doing. That's I don't think they can big, do that. Well, they that's can't a, override a state law in in, yeah. in New Hampshire, but you know they can certainly try and get around it. Yeah. Well, New Hampshire can't do that unilaterally. The the national DNC, I'm sure, has control actually of the the process. But I, like I said, it it seemed like big news to me. So we'll see how it. Oh yeah, how the it Iowa gets thing, definitely, definitely. Um, well, no, yeah. it's Iowa, New, New Hampshire, Nevada. Any state can apply to be first. I think it. I That's, think it'd be. I think it'd be great if uh, Iowa were not. Uh, yeah. Didn't have New such New a Hampshire representative. Also white. Yeah, no, they, yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm fine with New Hampshire not having such a such a big role either, but South I don't Carolina know. might be pretty good. Yeah, like, I, I honestly like I don't mind if New Hampshire and Iowa are in the early mix, but I just don't think it should be just them. I think it I should do. be like yeah, I think <laughs> I, I, like I'm okay <laughs> if they're in the early mix along with like like they'll have it on the same day as like South Carolina and Georgia or something like that, you know, or you know, like okay, fine. So we'll get a mix of, you know, these different states and whatnot, you know, or in New York. I want state. it randomized. That would be fine too. Just to make I mean, it like change change every four years. Every four yeah, years. Just just, yeah. just mix it up. We'll see. Yeah. Like a like yeah. have a have a roller thing with balls in it. You take oh, pick lottery. out a ball. <laughs> Iowa. Iowa. Who's got Iowa? You know, like have that. And then, and, and, then and the different the, states could like trade draft picks and things like ooh, that. Ooh, state draft. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that would uh-huh. be amazing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's do a yep. draft. Yes. Yes. And we could be like, you know, who are the, you know, who are the hot prospects and, uh, you know, the NCAA will be involved for some reason. I don't know, just but no <laughs> they're just there. They just sent a representative. Nobody invited. Uh, well, exactly. And and they're just like, we think this violates our recruiting rules. So, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Which money will arguably might in. be. Stir- oh, sorry, go ahead. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I said, you know, money will creep in, of course. Oh, yeah. Then the accident. Yeah, that's true. Well, Nobody that's what them. That's why the NCAA <laughs> will actually be involved. And strangely, their rules on uh, making sure keeping money out of things will be more effective than the FCC. Uh, you know, than the F, you know, FCCs. <laughs> so yeah. How do? What does that have to do with anything with the XFL? I don't know. They just, they just you brought them up, beating people up. That's all they do. That's true. Uh, actually, doesn't doesn't Trump own an XFL team, or am I thinking I something else? I don't know if he actually d- did own it. He says he's going to buy a lot of things. That's true. 
Yeah, he's, that's true. He says a lot of things. Trump he's, says a he, lot of stuff. You, he is a lot of talk. Did you but, see the Trump actor on SNL? He is so funny. The guy that's he, doing Trump now for Saturday Night Live. He's, he's very, very good. good. No. James Austin Johnson. Oh, if you get a chance to watch it, he does um, Trump's stream of consciousness perfectly. And they tell you ahead of time all the topics he's going to cover. It, it's, I find it very funny. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, that's going to do it for Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, coming up next, we've got Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10, OK Asia at midnight. We'll have a podcast version of this show going out uh, in the wee hours of Monday morning, and then a repeat broadcast airing at 4 p.m. on Monday. Uh, and as always, check us out at civilpoliticsradio.com for all kinds of previous episodes of the show. But that'll do for now. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.